0: Welcome to the Top Diz. I'm your host Ty and today I'm going to be talking about my top park hop all four parks and in those park hop for all four parks we are going to get one meal and one to two rides per park because reality is if you're trying to park hop all four parks you're crazy first off and two you're not going to have time to do that much. I'm gonna go over how my park hopping would go with four parks, but first I just wanna talk about park hopping in general. If you don't know what park hopping is, it is where you hop from park to park. So you would be able to start at a park and leave that park at any point and go to another park within Walt Disney World. That includes EBCOT, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Uh, currently right now, uh, due to COVID-19 restrictions, you can't park hop until after 2 p.m. So what I'll be talking about today is, is more during the normal times when you can park hop uh, earlier in the day. So it would be hard, however it has been done, uh, to park up all four parks currently. It just makes it a lot harder if you can't park hop until after 2 so I'm going to get into it and I'm going to tell you all what my day would be like doing four parks, park hopping in one day, trying to get that one meal and one to two rides in at each park. And now this is a challenge that, that some people take on and that's why I've decided to talk about mine. Uh, as. There are many challenges out there. Some There's some challenges where there's the mountain challenge where you have to do space mountain, thunder mountain, splash mountain, Everest, and, and those sort of things. But this is another challenge. It's a park hop challenge of four parks in a day. And this would be for someone that goes to Disney a lot and that wants to just see what they could do uh, in a one day park hop for all four parks. All right. So here we go this is how I would start. So I would start my day eating. Cause I gotta eat breakfast. I gotta get up. I gotta eat breakfast somewhere and I'm gonna eat at a park for my breakfast. So the first park that I'm gonna start at is gonna be Garden Grill. If you haven't seen Garden Grill before, it is in the Land Pavilion in Future World within Epcot. So That's, you know, the big giant ball. It's basically up and to the right is the Land Pavilion. So in the Land Pavilion is uh, living with the land, soaring, um, seasons and eatery, but I'm gonna eat at Garden Grill. So Garden Grill in the Land Pavilion Epcot is where I'm starting my day. And I'm eating breakfast there and it's family style. And one of the biggest pieces of this meal um, is the food and it's Chip's Sticky Bun Bake. And what it is, just like a big skillet of, of cinnamon buns. And they are amazing, and you can get uh, refilled as many times as you want because it's all you can eat. And plus there you get your Mickey waffles, bacon, eggs. It's just your classic American breakfast with all-you-can-eat amazing cinnamon rolls. So you can't really beat that. And so that's where I'm starting my day. I'm starting at Epcot at that Garden Grill. And Garden Grill, if you... Don't know what it is it, it is a rotating restaurant that has characters. So you get to see, you know, Mickey and Donald and potentially Goofy and Minnie and it's awesome. So you get to see characters while you're eating. The place actually rotates. So if you have children, it's really cool. And as you rotate, you actually actually get to see part of living with the land ride as you eat and what's really cool about living with the land the ride as you go through living with the land you see um, you see where a lot of food how food is grown and they talk about uh, you know basically greenhouses and how they're growing food there at Disney and that food is actually used to to make some of the items at Garden Girls. so that's very interesting so Garden Girls is where I'm starting Mostly because of the large skillet of cinnamon buns with warm vanilla icing on top. I mean, you can't beat that. Um, It's a character meal. The room rotates. It's just something different. You're never gonna get that, you know, at many places in the world to eat. So, characters, amazing breakfast. The room rotates. You get to see a ride while you're eating. Garden Girls, where I'm starting my day in my top park hop. One meal, one to two park ride day. So after I get done, eating at EBCOT at the Garden Grill I am just going to walk downstairs and I'm walking downstairs, and or taking that escalator and as soon as I get down I'm veering right uh, because I'm going to Soarin. That's right nice work pal. I am going to Soarin so I can ride Soarin because it is one of my favorite rides. It's one of the best rides in EBCOT and it is right there after Garden Grill. And just a tip and trick: if you're going on Soren and you've had somebody that's never gone before, I would encourage you, if you can, to ask a cast member, "Hey, can we sit in in section B one or any of the Bs really?" So if you've ever been to Soren and you've sat on the edges, you kind of see distorted views of the Eiffel Tower um, or whatever uh, you come across within Soren. If you all that don't know, Soren is a ride. It's a simulator ride, and you. You go up in the air, and it's almost like you're gently flying over different parts of the world. And so if you sit in the middle row, you don't get any distortion or bend in the screen where where stuff doesn't look odd. So that's the, that's the section B. But B1 is essentially where you don't see any feet dangling in front of you, and it probably has the best view. So Soarin', it's, it's just a great ride. It's classic Disney um, from Epcot. It's just great and uh, I highly recommend it. If you've never done Soarin' before, it should definitely be on your top list. And so as I go to Epcot, my meal is going to be Garden Grill, and then I'm going to Soarin' and Riding Soarin'. And then I'm going to start walking out. And depending on the time, because I have to hit these other three parks, depending on the time, I'm going to go in Spaceship Earth if I have the time. And Spaceship Earth is the giant ball you see when everybody talks about Epcot. This ride is something that I must do or have to do when I go to Epcot, either before I go, when I first get in or when I'm leaving. So Spaceship Earth, if I have time, I'm going to jump in and go on that ride, and then that is going to be my second ride, if possible, at Epcot for the day. Then I'm going to get my car, and I'm driving over to Animal Kingdom. A couple of things about driving within Disney World while I've got you here, if... You have a car, it's great. However, you're going to have to pay $25 basically to park at all day if you're driving your own car. Unless you have a season pass, then parking is free. But $25 and you can park at any park um, for that one fee. But it is very expensive to park at Disney. Some people Uber, you take the buses. But in in this day, to park, hop, all four parks, a car is the fastest way to do that. Uh, Well, fastest way unless you... uh, (laughs) pay Disney to have a host with you, and uh, you get kind of uh, taken around. But anyway, a car is the fastest way to get around Disney if you're going to park hop, especially if you're going to try and do all four parks in one day. So I'm going over to Animal Kingdom, and when I get into Animal Kingdom, I'm going to walk through and see the big tree of life, and I'm going to veer left a little bit, and I'm heading towards Pandora. And I'm going to ride Pandora Flight of Passage. And you all have heard me talk about Pandora Flight of Passage on this podcast before. It's just an exceptional ride. You truly feel like you are on the back of you know, a dragon. That's not a dragon, but that's what it that's what kids pretty much call it because most of them haven't seen Pandora. And it totally feels like you're flying and and it's breathing in between your legs. It's 3D, so if you have motion sickness, you may not love it, but it is one of the most exceptional rides to to go on. It's very similar to Soarin', except it's like Soarin' plused up a thousand. Pandora Flight of Passage. It's just it's just fantastic, and it's a must do in Animal Kingdom and in Disney, in my opinion. And it's it's a top ride for sure. So Pandora Flight of Passage. I'm going to Animal Kingdom. I'm going right there. So that's my ride that I'm going on there. And then after that, I'm going to get off Pandora Flight of Passage and head back towards um, the Tree of Life, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to stop at the Nomad Lounge. Uh, The Nomad Lounge is connected uh, to Tiffin's and it sits along the waterway um, right before you get into Pandora when you're walking from the Tree of Life and it's just very peaceful It's very relaxing, and on this chaotic day, that's what I want. I want to go just relax for a second. So, I've already done all my Epcot stuff, and then I traveled to Anno King, and I rode Flight of Passage. So, you know, I've been going, going, going. And then I'm going to go to Nomad Lounge and just take a break, sit on the water. Uh, There's some amazing drinks that you can get at the Nomad Lounge. They make a ton of different drinks. But for today, I'm going to go with. uh, Annapurna Zing is what it's called. And it's just one of their specialty drinks. They have tons of specialty drinks. It has Bombay Sapphire Gin, passion fruit puree, mint, simple syrup, and lime juice topped with a ginger beer and a glowing lotus flower. It's really good. I had it, uh, I guess it was about a couple years ago. And it's it's very tasty. It's very, uh, it's just a drink that you would never make yourself and it's extremely enjoyable along that river and, and i would have some churros with it i would have a little snack so they're churros you get uh, these churros in a basket and it comes with a vanilla crema and a chili strawberry sauce so you can choose between the vanilla cream basically and a chili strawberry sauce to dunk those churros in just a great snack meal to have relax uh, take in you know all of Animal Kingdom while you're there, um, as you're sitting down relaxing. Hopefully, this time if you if if it was this time in day and age, you'd be able to see some cavalcades while you're there. At Nomad Lounge, they float a uh, flotilla cavalcade, so They float past on on boats. Uh, but it's just a great spot with Animal Kingdom. A lot of people don't don't even you know think about it or see it as they walk by. But Nomad Lounge is a great place to go and relax. I wouldn't say it's amazing for kids if you have older kids it's pretty good uh, but mostly there's a spot probably for adults um, that are traveling without children so it's a really good spot highly recommend it and then you know at the time i'll look at my watch and figure out hey do i have time to ride another ride probably don't with every, with all that i wanted to do if i did have a bunch of time I would go and try and do Kilimanjaro safaris, but reality is that ride—it's pretty long. It's going to be at least twenty minutes actually on the ride, and if I have to wait, um, I probably don't have the time to do that. So, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to do Kilimanjaro safaris. However, I would if I got to do two rides. So, just going back, so starting at Epcot, ate at Garden Grill. I did Soarin'. I probably did Spaceship Earth. Came over to Animal Kingdom. I did Flight of Passage. I got a drink and snack at Nomad Lounge, and now I'm headed over to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Um, Coming in the park and checking everything out, and then I am veering right and going down Hollywood Boulevard there, and I'm taking a right, and I'm going down Sunset Boulevard to Tower of Terror. So I'm gonna go get on Tower Terror. Tower Terror is one of the best themed uh, rides in in Walt Disney World. It's a super fun ride. You, it's Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. So it's an old dilapidated building. The fountains out front are all dilapidated. You have bellhops that essentially take you down to a boiler room. You get in a elevator, and this elevator takes you through some different scenes. And then it has a different sequence of drops that it drops you and brings you back up and drops you and brings you back up. And there's three different, uh, scenarios of, of that dropping. So you can experience a different experience every time you do it. And it's just fun. I mean, you lose your stomach. So if you're not one that likes rides where your, your stomach kind of goes up in your throat, don't do this one, but I love it. I love tower Terror. I love the theming. It's fantastic. And so Tower of Terror is the ride that I do when I've parked up to Hollywood Studios. So when I get off Tower of Terror, if I have time, I'm going to walk on over and do Rock and Roller Coaster. They're right beside each other. And Rock and Roller Coaster is just a fun roller coaster. And what's great about it is no matter if it's raining, this this roller coaster is inside. So you get to enjoy this roller coaster regardless of the weather and you know, Disney did that for years. Most of the things they they made, they put indoors. And now just recently, they've done quite a few outdoor rides, um, whether it was Seven Doors Mine Train, whether it was uh, Slinky Dog Dash. So there has been additions where the, they have roller coasters that are outside in the weather. However, if you look at, you know, some of their other recent rides, like uh, Flight of Passage is indoors, uh, Star Wars is indoors. So Making sure that people can ride these rides because it rains a lot uh, in Florida. And what I mean by rain a lot, you're gonna get, you know, rain, rain showers for 20 minutes here, and a couple hours another 20 minutes. So there is rain, and so that would delay any of these coasters that are outside. But Rockin' Roller Coaster is indoors. It's it's sponsored by Aerosmith. It is super enjoyable now. It does have some loop-de-loops and corkscrews, but it's all in the dark. It is a fantastic coaster. Highly recommend it. So if I have time, I'm going from Tower Terror to Rock and Roller Coaster and I'm riding that. Then what I'm gonna do is I get off Rock and Roller Coaster. I I need to take a break for a moment because I've been I've been going hard there. Uh, running into Hollywood Studios and doing two crazy rides. So I'm, I'm walking kind of across the park and I'm heading towards the sci-fi dine-in theater. And I'm going to get uh, some lunch at the sci-fi dining theaters probably late lunch by this time real late lunch but uh, I love the sci-fi dining theater as you all have heard if you listen to other podcasts it's one of my favorite meals if not my favorite meal in all parks it's just fun atmosphere it's cheeseburgers it's soda it's watching uh, drive-in sci-fi from the 50s it's just fun it's fun exciting it's cool it's uh, and by cool I mean temperature cold, it's dark, and it's just enjoyable. So I'll just kick back, relax, eat at sci-fi, and that would be my place to eat in Hollywood Studios. Now as I'm leaving Hollywood Studios, walking out of Hollywood Studios, I'm gonna go back to my cards. So the last park I have to go to is Magic Kingdom. So hopefully at this time, I still have time to do two rides of Magic Kingdom. But Magic Kingdom is kind of tough, right? So Magic Kingdom, you have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center and take that over. You can park at the TTC, the Ticket and Transportation Center, and get into Magic Kingdom at probably the fastest is maybe 30 minutes um, to make that parking, walk to the monorail, get on the monorail, take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. I would say that's about a 30-minute Time frame at the quickest. So I would always plan when you're going to the Magic Kingdom. You have to plan in that time to actually get to Magic Kingdom because Walt wanted it set back. He didn't want things built around uh, Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom like they did in Disneyland. So he didn't want people to be able to build up anything around uh, the Magic Kingdom. So you, part of the magic is riding that monorail or taking that boat to Magic Kingdom. Uh, Just another tip too, sometimes if it's really busy, they have the buses going uh, from the TTC, the Ticket Transportation Center, uh, the buses going to the Magic Kingdom. That's probably actually the fastest if they have those up and going, just jumping on that bus and taking it over. It's not quite as magical as the monorail or boat, but it is the quickest. So just another option. Um, As you're park hopping though, you've probably driven there. Because reality is, Uh, there's other ways you can get there, but, uh, if you drove your car, you're parking at the ticket and transportation center and you're taking that monorail or boat or bus to the Magic Kingdom. So once I go into the Magic Kingdom, I've got a little long walk in me because I am walking all the way to Frontierland, so I probably will walk through I don't know where I'd walk there. Maybe Adventureland, maybe Liberty Square. Uh, You know what? I mean, Adventureland would probably be the fastest. And I could do a a cut through there uh, at Aloha Isle where you get your dole whips. But, you know, I like potentially catching some different things going through Liberty Square. So I'd go straight up Main Street and kind of curve around the castle there at Sleepy Hollow and, and go that direction towards Frontierland. And and going that way into Liberty Square, more than likely I would probably see some sort of parade or cavalcade. And then also maybe the Country Bear Jamborees are uh, on top of their building. So, you know, I could potentially see some different things as I'm going that direction. So I would choose to go that direction. And I'm heading towards Splash Mountain in Magic Kingdom. Splash Mountain is my... Favorite ride at Walt Disney World. Period. It is the best ride in my opinion. It's fun. It's a little exhilarating. It has lots of animatronics. It's long. It's real long. It's got fun songs, and I truly can't wait till they reimagine it to Princess and the Frog. If you didn't know that, it's getting getting through a, it's going through a uh, reimagining, and it's gonna be Princess and the Frog. Still hasn't started on that, so I don't know when that's going to happen, but they're going to rehaul that whole ride um, as far as the theming and make it Princess and the Frog. I doubt they change the actual ride much, so it'll just be changed up inside. But I love Splash Mountain. I think it's a great, enjoyable ride. It's it's a little bit intense for the big drop, but the most of it is relaxing. You can see cool things. You get to hear great music, and it's just a fun time. It's got a great photo pass. So Splash Mountain is where I headed in Magic Kingdom, and after I get off Splash Mountain, if I have time, I'm just walking right next door and riding Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain, classic Disney coaster, and hopefully, you know, I'm on Thunder Mountain, and hopefully we've got um, Happily Ever After going on in the background, and Happily Ever After is the fireworks show, it's the... uh, light show on the castle but if I'm on Thunder Mountain I get to see that happening while I'm riding the ride it's just even more magical so I'm going from Splash Mountain to Thunder Mountain and Thunder Mountain just a great coaster you know I think any any kid can pretty much ride Thunder Mountain it's not too crazy Uh, so I recommend using that or if you graduated from the Barnstormer which is probably the easiest coaster in all of Disney World which the Barnstormer is in the Magic Kingdom as well Thunder Mountain is your next step, and uh, it just—it's a little shaky because it's a you know older coaster, so it's not as smooth as these new metal coasters like Slinky Dog or um, something like that. But Thunder Mountain is a great classic coaster, so I'm hitting Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain in Adventureland and Magic Kingdom as my rides, and then I'm going to eat and close down my night at Liberty Tree, Tree Liberty Tree Tavern. Liberty Tree Tavern is in Liberty Square, and I would probably have to have a reservation for here for almost close. Which Liberty Tree Tavern is family style as well, and it's like a Thanksgiving dinner, and it's fantastic. The food's good. You know, I don't. I think a lot of people go in not expecting much because it's it's not the most stimulating uh, restaurant that they have. It's old colonial, like colonial Williamsburg. Um, they just serve good, hearty like Thanksgiving type food, and the dessert there, the ooey gooey cake they bring out is holy cow, it's amazing. So, um, all you can eat with that at dinner time. So lunch is different, um, but at dinner time it's all you can eat. Uh, actually, lunch right now is the same as dinner because of COVID. They're not doing any different menus, but. Um, it's very good. I highly recommend it. And uh, Liberty Tree Tavern is where I'm getting my dinner and I'm getting some of that ooey gooey cake. And then I'm leaving Liberty Tree Tavern because I have park hopped, four parks, ridden a bunch of rides, and uh, I'm just going to enjoy the castle. So at night, uh, the castle is amazing. And you can see the castle reflected in the water there um, as you're walking out of Liberty Square towards towards Main Street. And if you get one of those last reservations at Liberty Tree Tavern or any place for that matter at Magic Kingdom, the park is really thinned out because it's after close, And you can take some amazing pictures and it's just beautiful and serene and pretty magical. So I recommend that at some point um, for you all trying that if you're ever able to get one of those late dining uh, reservations if you're okay eating dinner that late. And uh, it's just awesome. It's just going back through it. This is the park hop day where I had to choose uh, a one meal and one to two rides in each park. So I started at Epcot and I ate breakfast at Garden Grill. Then I went on to Soarin'. Uh, then I went on to Spaceship Earth on my way out. I think I would have time to do that. And then I went over to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, I go straight to Pandora. I ride Pandora Flight of Passage, which is phenomenal. And then I go take a quick break at Nomad Lounge uh, and enjoy myself. And then probably as I'm leaving there, I'm thinking, man, I wish I had time to go to Kilimanjaro Safaris, because I probably don't. But if I did, I'd go to Kilimanjaro Safaris. Then I'm jumping in the car, and I drove to Hollywood Studios, and I rode Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. And then after those two rides, I went and ate at Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. And so after Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, I jumped in the car, headed to Magic Kingdom, I did Splash Mountain, I did Thunder Mountain, Then I ate a heavy dinner at Liberty Tree Tavern, and then I just kind of relaxed and walked off some of that dinner um, as the park was closing down there at the Magic Kingdom. And unfortunately then, I had to go back to the TTC and go back to my car. Because that wrapped up my top park hop, one to two rides, one meal day, I would love to, you know, get your thoughts on what you would do if you tried to park hop all four uh, parks in one day. And what I mean by park hop, if you haven't been following along, is park hopping is when you can start at one uh, one place and, and go to any other place after that. So you would start at one of the Disney resorts and then you were able to park hop and go to the other parks uh, within Walt Disney World. And so I hope you got to enjoy kind of what I would do if I had to park hop. Uh, all four parks a day, where I would eat and what I would do. And uh, I hope you enjoyed and I can't wait uh, to bring you another Top Biz soon. Have a good one.